Just gonna stand there and watch me burn Well that's alright because I like the way it hurts Just gonna stand there and hear me cry Well that's alright because I love the way you lie I love the way you lie I mean, is Love the Way You Lie just not the perfect theme song for Deep Root Pinball? I, just when you think, just when you think things can't get any more hysterical or any more ridiculous, we get this update from Deep Root Pinball. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a stern rumor that I'm not sure is true, but if it is true, it means one of the most MVP people over there might no longer be over there, but this will either be true or not, and we'll find out the truth because I'll report it, and then it'll get debunked or confirmed very shortly. We're going to talk about Spooky Pinball bringing Ultraman and Halloween to two separate shows this weekend, and the footage we got is not the footage we wanted, but it's the footage we have to deconstruct and we'll talk real quickly about Jersey Jack Pinball and where I think the prices of Guns N' Roses are going to go now that we know what's happening with this game. Let's start with this stern rumor real quickly because this is something that just landed in my inbox. And when you do Canada's Pinball Podcast, here's what happens. People know that I will report rumors, news, and speculation. Now, look, I don't know if there's any truth to this rumor. It just literally landed in my inbox right now, and I'm in Ireland, and it's like 8 a.m. right now, which means it's 3 a.m. everywhere else. So the rumor that I got, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I will tell you this, and within a day, this will either be confirmed or debunked. Because if it's not true, they will come out and say that's inaccurate. But if it is true, we might get silence or we might get confirmation. And it's a pretty big rumor. This is the email I got and it says bombshell. Lyman is out at Stern, 100%. He's been for a while. Feel free to confirm. Others have this info, but you can still be the first to report it. Well, thank you so much, whoever this is, for this scoop. I'm not sure if it's true, but you heard it here first on Canada's Pinball Podcast that Lyman is out at Stern Pinball, but this is a rumor. This is, I can't confirm this. I mean, but I will tell you right now that now that we've said it, we will get the truth because here's what happens when you say stuff like this, that they will either come out and confirm this or they will say it's not true or there will be silence. Now, if there's silence, that's usually a good indication that they might not be ready to talk about something yet, but it might be true. So I will say, if Lyman Sheets is no longer at Stern Pinball, I really would hate to see that because Lyman is the best coder in the history of pinball. And when you're someone who's a content creator like a Lyman Sheets, you want to work for a company that has constant machines going out the door. And we know Lyman takes his time. He takes about a year or two before he fully finishes a game. And Stern Pinball is the perfect home for someone like Lyman because they have so many games going out the door that every once in a while they can put them on something special. But if he were to go over to a company like a Jersey Jack or a Chicago gaming company, my fear would be is that he would be sitting on his hands forever waiting for his game to come out. I mean, we see it all the time. It's like Christopher Franchi leaves Stern and then we don't get to see his great artwork on any machines ever right now because he's just waiting and waiting and waiting. 
If he were still at Stern, we'd see a couple machines a year at least have Franchi artwork on it. I feel the same way about Lyman Sheets. I think he's such a talent that I would hate to see his talent always waiting for games to come out. And we know, and you know, that it takes people a really long time to get product out the door. We're not going to belabor this. You heard it here on Canada's Pinball Podcast. Potential rumor that Lyman Sheets is out the door at Stern Pinball. Now, let's move on to Deep Root Pinball. They put out an update last night. Now, look, Deep Root Pinball is not a pinball company. Deep Root Pinball does not have customers. Deep Root Pinball has done nothing in pinball but make a lot of promises, say what they're going to do, and then deliver on none of it. Year after year after year, they have not shipped a single machine. So when Deep Root Pinball gives an update, all of us read this stuff knowing what we're reading. It's not a real update. It's not a real pinball company. It's just comedy. This entire thing is comedy. It's entertaining. We're just excited to see what new way can they entertain us. And the thread on Pinside is the most entertaining thread in the history of Pinside. Watching Ben Heck go crazy, hoping this company goes under, versus Iceman, who basically just paid $1,500 for entrance into the greatest comedy club of his life. Most of the people who pre-ordered these machines, they didn't really care whether or not they got a machine. They just wanted to be part of something ridiculous. And I'm talking about the December pre-order people. If you went in on this game in December, you're just someone who knew you had money to burn. I don't get guys like Yellowbird who paid in full for two Razas. That's just kind of ridiculous. And then you've got the Zidware people who have no choice, right? It's like Stockholm Syndrome. They've been in bed with John Papaduke now for like eight years on Raza. At this point, they don't even care. They've fallen in love with the myth that is Raza because you got to remember this. Zidware buyers have now had two times to get refunds from Robert Mueller and Robert gave refunds. As much fun as we make of Robert and his bold claims, the only thing he really did stand behind was he gave each and every one of you who wanted a refund a refund and most of you did not take it so if you're a zidware person and you get burned now you kind of have nobody to blame but yourself but let's read this latest update from deep root pinball real quick and and just and just laugh at at this excuse that absolutely gives you nothing you really wanted to hear it goes dear raza customer we are sorry for the length of time without an update we have been contacted by a few of you within the last few weeks. The main topics were how many people took refunds, is the refund offer still available, and what the status of the Raza builds are. Now what's interesting here is he tells us that three people took refunds and that refunds are not still available. Now I just wanna say this, the three people who took refunds these three people should be in the Pinball Hall of Fame, whoever they are. And I really think we should induct them into the Pinball Hall of Fame because you three people deserve it. You're the smartest people in the pinball world, in the history of pinball. It must have taken such willpower 
to get off the train at this point. So you three, congratulations. I almost feel like they should frame the refund check they get from Deep Root Pinball. That's gonna be worth more money than the machines one day because there are no machines one day. Where is Raza? Eight years to get a Cyclone remake? Are we really still having this conversation? We are. But the letter goes on to say this, a legal matter affecting Raza arose around a month ago that we did not expect. We were advised by counsel to not send out any substantive communication while they work to resolve it amicably. We have taken that advice while patiently waiting for it to be resolved. The back and forth has taken much, much longer than we expected, so we are providing this brief update so you understand what the delay is about. It gets even better. We cannot discuss the parties or what the complaint is about. We cannot provide a timeline. What we can say is that we are working hard to resolve, settle it, and we hope we will be resolved very soon. We will be able to give a meaningful update at that time. Until then, Robert J. Mueller, Principal Deep Root Pinball. Okay, so they were advised by counsel. Robert is the counsel. He is a lawyer. He's These are his friends, these lawyers who are working with Deep Root Pinball. And so let me ask a question though. So if you just take this at face value, there is some pending legal matter with the game Raza. So you could ask like, what could that be, right? Is it coin taker? Is it Zidware complaints? Like what would be holding this game up after all of these years, right? There's only 122 owners, right? So here's the part, right? And I, and I just want to talk to the people over at Deep Root, Steve Bowden, Robert Mueller. So you're telling me that legal counsel is the reason why you can't show us that you have 122 play fields in-house? Legal counsel is advising you that you can't open the door and just show us that you have manufacturing in place, that parts are there. You can't share a picture of 122 pin bars right now just to give your owners confidence that something is happening all of a sudden, after eight months, remember, Robert told everybody that games back in December would ship in four to six weeks. And now all of a sudden this happens. How convenient is it that now there's a pending legal issue and now no new timeline will be given? You know what this means? I mean, it's really easy to translate this. We are not going to give you an update now for a very long time. And not only that, you don't know why. You don't know what the issue is. Is this an issue that could keep Raza from ever being made? Is it that serious or is it something small? But where's the proof in any of this? Where's the proof? Is he gonna share with us the legal notice? Is there any way to prove that any of this is accurate? He has never proven to us that he's ready for manufacturing. He's never proven that they have anything happening behind that production door. And look, this is just gonna get made fun of left and right. There are still just 122 people who are getting screwed right now all over again. And it's kind of ironic when you think about it because you know what the number of people John Papaduke screwed the first time around? It was basically 122 people who bought Magic Girl and Raza. Remember, there were about 25 or 22 Magic Girls sold and then he sold a hundred Razas. That's the same number of people that are getting screwed all over again. This is history repeating itself. I don't buy this. I don't buy this. Do you believe any of this? Does anyone out there even believe any of this or even care? I don't think so. I don't think so because you know what? It's not real. 
They've not done anything they said they were going to do. And I know I gave you guys some fun sound clips to chew on. It's all just comedy now. This whole thing, it's not a pinball company. It's a comedy club. Deep Root Pinball is a comedy club. They're not a pinball company. You're not a pinball company until you actually ship people a pinball machine. You're the world's greatest pinball comedy club. And every time you promise something and don't deliver and then come up with these excuses, it gets even funnier. The only thing I ask is that we don't take this to the private Facebook group. I saw Kim Mitchell, my friend, suggesting that. Kim, why? Why? Let this be in the open. Let this be in the open. The buyers this time around, Kim, are not the same as the Zidware buyers. All of you guys were hoodwinked by J-Pop the first time around. There is nobody, and I mean this, nobody who got hoodwinked this time around. All of the people on this journey willingly got on this journey this time around. And if you were a Zidware customer, you had two chances to get a refund and you didn't. I say keep this thing in the public forum, keep this thing on Pinside. I think if you're in on this, you deserve to be made fun of, but you also are self-deprecating. You also are in on the laugh. I mean, read Iceman, man. Iceman is loving this. He paid $1,500 to be the center of attention in this deep root thread, and that is worth way more than the machine is to him. And I love reading it. I love his commentary. I love Ben Heck going crazy. Ben is about to have a brain aneurysm, and he can't let go until this company is gone. The whole thing is comical. And just think about the hours of content that Deep Root has provided, not just me, the other pinball podcasts. I love it. People say to me, how do you do a podcast about pinball? What is there to talk about? And I just point at Deep Root. This is what there's to talk about. We've got great companies like this who for like five years have been saying they're going to be the greatest pinball company of all time and they're going to ship more games in one year than anyone has ever shipped and they can't even get one single game out the door. That is great comedy. All right, speaking of getting games out the door, Spooky Pinball, they take Ultraman to Pinfest in Allentown. They take Halloween to a horror convention. Both machines are out there in the world. And what did we get? We got the horrible, over-the-shoulder, cell phone gameplay footage being shared with the community. This is everyone's first impression of gameplay, and it's horrible. It is horrible footage, and they had to know that. Look, I recommended that Spooky Pinball doesn't reveal anything, ship the game to owners, and let them experience the game for the first time. Why not, right? The games are all sold through. They don't need to sell one more game. Now, there are distributors sitting on titles, so if you want either game, Nitro and Pinball Star, they have product available. This wasn't a day one sellout in the sense that you couldn't get one. It sold through to distributors. So here's the thing, like for all of us out there that just want to see this game, what does a minute and a half do for you of an over-the-shoulder gameplay footage? It does nothing. The only thing we can evaluate is the flow of the game. We can see the lights. We can see the artwork. And I'll say this, the game looks like it flows much better than previous spooky pinball machines. It does. It looks like this game is going to have a lot more flow and a lot more control than a game like Alice Cooper or Rick and Morty. So I, I can see that from the gameplay footage already. 
I can see that that LED strip that lines the upper play fields is annoying people, is going to annoy people. It does look a little unpolished. Now, until I stand in front of the game itself, I don't know if it's annoying to have that going back and forth and seeing those exposed LEDs, if it's annoying while you're playing the game. The attract mode of Halloween is very cool, the way the lights go up and down and around and you can like individually control each LED, it's very neat. Now if people think that would look better with a cover, that's what the mod community is for. They will probably make that right away. Yes, I do agree that that does look a little unfinished and I know Spooky said like, well from the player's point of view you can't see those lights like that. How is that possible? Are they talking about like a 9 foot tall player? Because every video I see, that's the thing that stands out the most. But otherwise, I mean, there's not much to go on, right? You can't really hear the callouts at the show. You can't videotape the playfield and the LCD screen at the same time. All of it sucks. Like, trying to capture gameplay from a show, it's the worst footage to get. The place is too loud. You can't hear stuff. It's the worst angle. Everything about it is bad. And I do think Spooky should have made a video internally they should have done something and not done it like this. You want to control people's first experience with the product. You worked on these games for two years, right? Two years you had these games. And we've got a lot of great video content creators in the pinball world that would have loved to have gone over to Spooky Pinball and shot something for you. And so it's crazy to me that they didn't do something as simple as that. And I love Spooky Pinball, you love Spooky Pinball, but this is one area of improvement that I hope they think about next time around. You don't need to spend as much money as Jersey Jack did on their Guns N' Roses video, but there's a happy medium in which you can create a three to five minute video in which you show people gameplay, you explain the rule sets, and then you just show them some sexy stuff from the game to get them excited and just give people enough where they say, okay, I've seen enough, I'm happy with what I see, and I'm excited to wait for my Halloween or Ultraman. But if you're in on either title right now, you don't really have much to go on. I mean, you have people who are just playing one ball at a time and they're playing a minute and a half, 90 second games, 30 second games, and then you get, you get the same feedback from everybody. Oh, I played the game, game is fun. It's like, well, you didn't play anything yet. You don't even know what you're doing. Like, people are walking up to these machines and they have no idea what they're doing. So everyone's first impressions of a pinball machine are sort of pointless. Uh, that being said, I'm still in on Ultraman number 500, which they've confirmed for me will be a collector's edition with butter cabinet. I need to pay the invoice. Don't worry, Spooky, I'm going to pay the invoice. It's coming this week. So speaking of paying for things, I think Jersey Jack Pinball doesn't realize how much they will eventually pay for their lack of communication around the Guns N' Roses issue. And it really sucks. It sucks because I'm looking at this thread that now has almost 200 upvotes and I don't think any downvotes on how people should avoid Jersey Jack Pinball because they don't stand behind their products. I'm not going to belabor this. I just want to say that every week that goes by, Jersey Jack Pinball, you are making a colossal mistake. Every week that goes by that you're not admitting there's a problem, you're making a mistake. 
every week that goes by where you're not telling your customers that you will stand behind the products they bought, you're making a mistake. We know you have passionate people over there. I'm talking to you, Barry, Keith. I'm talking to you, Eric. I'm talking to you, Ken Cromwell. You, Brett Abbas. We know you guys care. We're not questioning whether or not you have passion. But what all of you are doing right now by remaining silent on this issue, you are losing the confidence and credibility consumers have with your company. You will be defined by this moment. I know you don't care. I know you're probably saying to your people, don't read Pinside, don't listen to Canada, but this is a defining moment in your company. This was a defining game for Jersey Jack Pinball, and your silence is speaking volumes, and it's telling all of us that you really don't want to stand behind your product. And if you're working on a solution, tell us. If you have some thoughts, tell us. But you're saying nothing, and this dark cloud hangs over your company every single week, you say nothing. And it's making all of you look bad. And I would be embarrassed to walk around a pinball show knowing that I sold customer games to people and I refused to talk to them in a moment in which they needed my help. And I'm not attacking you, I'm just hoping you guys one day wake up and do the right thing and you're still not. And I don't understand it and I know that it must be frustrating and I know that there's some cost associated with doing the right thing, but you can't avoid it. You just can't avoid it. These owners, they deserve better than this and you know that, you know that. All right, now speaking of that, I know there's been some discussion on Guns N' Roses machines and how the value of these machines will be impacted by all of this. And I think it's real simple. It's real simple. An Ellie machine is never going to hold value in Guns N' Roses land just because they're making so many of them. Even without playfield issues, Jersey Jack Pinball is going to make at least 5,000 Guns N' Roses Ellie's. You should buy one if you want one. You should buy one to enjoy. But if you buy a Guns N' Roses Ellie, I think without a doubt, a year from now, your $10,500 GNR LE probably will lose about $2,000, maybe more. That's pretty standard for, for Jersey Jack LEs when they make a lot of them. The only way these machines go up in value if they only have a limited number of them, but 5,000 is not limited. That's just expected. You know, none of you are buying a Guns N' Roses LE to gain value. The collector's editions are the interesting ones because I do think that they've sort of peaked right now and what i mean by that right now is i think a new inbox one that hasn't been opened where you don't know what the play field is right now you're looking around maybe 20 grand in opened game you're looking around eighteen thousand dollars right now is like the going price and until there's a play field resolution i think the prices are going to stay around there you're not going to be able to get a new inbox guns and roses ce for south of twenty thousand dollars it's not happening you know, it's still a decent chunk of change over what these games were new. But I'm just going to say this right now. This is a weird thing to say because of what's happening with the play fields. None of it's going to matter like a few years from now. It's not. You're just never going to see another rock and roll music pin or another music pin ever quite like Guns N' Roses. You might never see another pinball machine with the kind of assets that Guns N' Roses has. In the long term, a Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition, which I still think is Jersey Jack Pinball's greatest machine to date. It's their coolest machine to date. It's their most accessible pinball machine to date. It's just the coolest damn thing that Jersey Jack Pinball has ever made. And the Collector's Edition of GNR is absolutely a work of art. 
And I'm not saying that because I own it. It just is. And I don't think anyone would argue with that. When you stand over a Guns N' Roses CE, you know you're standing in front of something special. This game is going to hold steady right now at where it's at. But a few years from now, these things are going to go way up in value. They just are. It's just the nature of when you have a limited number of something and most owners are never going to let their Guns N' Roses CEs go. Right now will probably be one of the easiest times to get one of these machines because of the playfield issues. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of insecurity about how this game will be handled from a quality standpoint. But as we saw with Pirates of the Caribbean, even with a crappy playfield, look at the value of those machines. Now I know that they only made a thousand Pirates of the Caribbean games, but I'm here to tell you right now, Guns N' Roses is a far superior game than Pirates of the Caribbean. It just is. It's a cooler game. It's easier to get into, and it's just much more of like an experience. Like it's just a more enticing game for most people than Pirates of the Caribbean. The moment they decide to make more Pirates of the Caribbean games, those prices plummet back down to earth. It's a game nobody wanted for a year. Guns N' Roses is a game everybody wanted on day one. So it's kind of ridiculous how we're overvaluing a game nobody wanted and a game everybody wanted we're now starting to talk like it's going to keep going down in value, right? It's weird. But if I were you, I would just hold tight on your Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition right now. I wouldn't make a move right now. You can find them out there. There's a few of them out there to be had. But again, I think a few years from now, you're going to see Guns N' Roses new in boxes going for like $30,000 if, if anyone still keeps it new in box. And again, I'm not selling mine, so I'm not just doing that to pump up the prices, but I really believe that. And seeing where this hobby goes... I absolutely believe that. And hey, if Jersey Jack Pinball closes its doors, forget it. Then the price on all these machines is going to skyrocket. I hope they don't. I hope they don't close their doors. But, you know, telling your customers to punch sand is a, you're headed in that direction, guys. All right, anything else going on I want to talk about? The Dutch Pinball Factory. There was a photo of Barry in the factory, and it looks great. They've got cabinets lined up. It's a nice new space. And it's just nice to see that Barry has sort of turned the ship around and he's making these games and hopefully everyone gets made whole by the end of this journey. I still think the Big Lebowski is one of the greatest worlds under glass I've ever seen in pinball. And I feel like all of us are like, one day we all will own a Big Lebowski. It just feels like that kind of game. Again, like 10 years from now when you say, what was the machine that gave everybody everything they wanted? It's on the short list of giving something to everybody. And if they can get the code in the right place, and I know they're adding more code to the game. If they can get the code to the right place, can you imagine if Lyman Sheets jumped on this game and polished it to the end? It would be the most sought after pinball machine, I think, of all time. If the code was just where people wanted it to be, my God, this is it. This is what we want. I just want to end this by saying still no Cactus Canyon and still no new game from AP. I think August is going to be the date in which we see those two companies finally get back into the ring. Everybody's tired of waiting for CGC to do anything. How can you be a line worker over at CGC and AP? Think about it. Where are the line workers in these companies? How can you turn a production line off completely for so many months and years and then just turn it right back on? Where do they go? Ever think about that? 
Where do those line workers go? And then where do they get them from? When you get them back in house, are they all brand new people? Because they've been not making anything for you for so many months. Do you have to retrain people? Does that make it hard to keep the quality up? It's just something I was thinking about. Like the stern line workers, they go in every day, they have games to make. Every day at Spooky, they have games to make. Every day at Jersey Jack Pinball, they have games to make. But where are the line workers at CGC? Where are they at American Pinball? Confusing, right? Like, what are they doing? Are they going to McDonald's? Are they going over here? And then they're coming back to build pinball machines, which is a really difficult thing to do. It's a highly skilled device to make. It's a very, very interesting thing to think about. You know, if you make a pinball company, you'd think you'd always want to have games on the line. I mean, isn't that the goal? Isn't that the whole point in all of this? And Robert, you know, you never should have came out of the gate and said you were going to do more games in one year than everybody combined. And now here we are five years later and legal counsel is the reason why you can't share a picture of production. I don't know where Deep Root goes from here. I really don't. But I do enjoy the comedy. The part that I can't get is this, that he came into my Facebook thread and said, we're laughing at you, Canada, laughing at us. I don't understand. What's he laughing at? What is he laughing at? Can someone tell me, CanadaPinball at gmail.com. This has been episode 602. I'm in Galway, Ireland right now. I just want to say thank you to all my contributors. Thank you to all the fans and all the listeners. It's been great. We've been having such a good time on the Facebook Lives. I'm going to do the Saturday Morning Spectacular like later this afternoon in Ireland, which will be morning in New York. It's kind of crazy being ahead of all you. I don't like it as much, though, because you're all sleeping when I'm ready to go. Anyway, everybody, we will talk to you soon. This has been episode 602 of the world's favorite pinball podcast. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. That's all right, because I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie. I love the way you lie.